The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Welcome to Grace in Focus radio and podcast. We're glad that you're with us today. Question for you, how have you seen evidence of God's unseen hand in your life? Our guest today, Philippe Sterling, a friend of the Grace Evangelical Society, recounts how God has worked in his own life as a fitting prologue to a short series we're going to have in the book of Ruth over the next few days. But today I think you'll find his story coming from another part of the world, Haiti, interesting, and the next few days in the book of Ruth as well. I want to tell you about our website, faithalone.org. You'll find it chock full of articles, books, resources, some are free, a magazine, in fact, that has a free subscription called Grace in Focus. Please go there and give it a visit. I think you'll like it. Now for today's discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Philippe Sterling. Welcome to Grace in Focus. I'm here with Ken Yates and Philippe Sterling. Hey, Philippe, how's it going? I'm fine. I'm, just so, I'm so glad to be here. Good, uh, good. With you all. Now, by the way, English wasn't your first language. You got a bit of an accent there. What did, where <laughs> did, did you notice? Know yeah. <laughs> okay. Where did you grow up? Well, actually, I was born in Haiti, in the Caribbean. And my were you in Port-au-Prince? Is that where well, you were? Well, I, I was born in Port-au-Prince, and before we left, we lived in Pétionville, which is what we would say a suburb yeah. know, of Port-au-Prince. But and was Doc, uh, whatever his name was, was he the head guy uh, when you were there? Well, I left in 1964. I was 10 years old. François Duvalier, Papa Doc, was the president at the time, and it started a period of really what some would say of his insanity, uh-huh. where kind of like Nero, he started doing some really you know, terrible things. And those in that period of time who were able to leave Haiti did. And my father you know, was one of them. My father had connections to the United States. He had at one time work of the U.S. State Department in Haiti with a literacy program. And, and when he felt ill, they, actually the State Department worked for him to get medical attention in the United States, in Northern Virginia, in uh-huh. Arlington, Virginia. And while he was there, he befriended one of the doctors that treated him. And that doctor in 1963 visited us in Haiti and suggested that if my father wanted to leave, that he would sponsor him. Wow. So in 1964, my father and I, just the two of us initially, just came and lived with this doctor and his family in Arlington, Virginia. And a year later, we were able to bring my mother and three sisters. That's where I grew up. That's where at least I had my teenage years. Yeah. No. And then ended up going to Virginia Tech. And during those years in Arlington, uh, we were an unchurched family. Uh, my father was agnostic. My mother was Catholic, but, but my father really discouraged any kind of involvement. And so I grew up just uninterested, you know, in anything, you know, religious, anything spiritual. In fact, while in high school, I remembered a couple of uh, girls in one of my classes invited me to a Young Life event, and I just poo-pooed the whole, <laughs> whole idea and, yeah. and just laughed, just kind of fully ridiculed them for even thinking, you know, that'd be something that I'd be interested in. But as it happened, I, after high school, I went to Virginia Tech. We're going to be talking about the Book of Ruth in a little while, which talks a little bit about God's providential arrangements right. of, of things. So looking back over the course of my life, I see God's hand, God's arrangement of things, even before I became a believer and in the events that led to my 
believing uh, too. So at Virginia Tech, as it happened, when I showed up in my dormitory, I met a, a guy who lived right across the hall from my dormitory room. He was a fourth year yeah. uh, student, a biology major, and I intended to major in biology. So as I got to talk with him a little bit, then he told me that he also was a, a Christian, and I couldn't see how the two could harmonize together, <laughs> a biology major and a, and a Christian. So he and I just got in an involved discussion about creation and evolution, and later on, I will find out he had a roommate, a third-year student by the name of, of Mike, and later on, I heard from Mike after I had become a believer yeah. due to Mike's t- witness you know, to, to me. That he said that he and Wayne, his roommate, talked to me, talked about me you know, that evening afterwards. And Wayne said to Mike, look, I totally blew it you know, with this guy. It's up to you, you know, <laughs> to, to deal with him. Too. So Mike, even though he was a third-year engineering student, I was his first year, Mike really befriended me and started inviting me to events. Like, for example, he invited me to go see a, a movie with Hal Lindsey and the whole matter of oh, prof- yeah. prophecy. So for six months, you know, Mike and I just went round and round. I met a lot of the students involved with Campus Crusade, but was resistant. But gradually my resistance wore off. And then one evening, you know, Mike and I had an extended discussion about Jesus and what he did and what he, he offered. And I clearly remember the verses that he shared with me, John three sixteen, God yeah. so loved the world, and Ephesians 2, you know, 8 and 9. And that evening, you no, know, Mike said, well, what do you think? And I said, Mike, I, I believe. Amen. And that was the, the beginning. I actually wrote down in a, in a Bible that Mike gave me that date, February the 3rd, 1973, that I believed. But again, seeing God's arrangement of all things— putting me, you know, right across the hall, you know, from to believing students. And then when I went back home later, one of my dad's employers that had been really kind to us, we were an immigrant family and no cars, just yeah. living in the house. And, and my father worked for him uh, for a number of years. And he would take us on outings, you know, all the time, the entire family. He would just, you know, load us up in the car, you know, four children, you know, two, yeah. two adults and everything and just... You know, take us on special trips. And like, for example, in Washington, D.C., there's a place called Glen Echo, which is an amusement park. And he, he will take us there or just take us out to the countryside and everything. Neat. So when I, after I became a believer that summer of 1973, I went back to talk with Brad. And Brad just beamed when he heard my testimony. And, That's great. And he said, Philippe, I've been praying for you. All of these years. Wow. Uh, you know, too. So seeing God's, God's arrangement, providential, you know, arrangement. And we'll get to the book of Ruth. We'll talk about yeah. that a little bit more and how my life demonstrates, you know, some, That's neat. some of that. So from Virginia Tech, you know, it was the minister of Campus Crusade there. Yeah, you joined staff? Joined staff after graduation. Brenda and I met in that campus ministry. And Brenda's your wife. Tech. Brenda's my yeah. wife. We married right after graduation, went on staff where Campus Crusade, served at the University of Delaware as campus ministry staff wow. for, for three years. And over the course of that time with Campus Crusade, uh, got to know about Dallas Theological Seminary. We heard, for example, we heard a whole series of tapes on leadership 
were Howard Hendricks. Right. As, when we were a part of a master action group, you know. So I always did want to go to seminary. You know, one of the things, of course, called Campus Crusade, you know, there are big on goal setting and, and everything. And my senior year, I had actually gone to be by myself in in in, a, in the student center in a the room there and just laid out some goals that I'd like to to achieve. And one of them, of course, was to get married. That, that happened not yeah. too long later. Uh, another was staff of Campus Crusade, and another was to go to seminary, and another was to be to to be a pastor. Yeah, uh, you know too. So, at the University of Delaware, after three years, kind of felt stirred that this might be really the time to pursue you know further you know, further education. So. I applied to one seminary, and that was DTS, and got accepted there. So in 1981, you know, Brenda and I packed all of our possessions in our car in a U-Haul top carrier and made our way down to, to Dallas and, and, and began, of course, seminary in the summer. And the first summer class I took was, was Greek, and as it happened, it was taught by a non-Greek Department professor who taught Jackie Deer really talked baby Greek uh, that Old yeah. Testament guy he also interesting now looking back because I recalled it all he he talked a little bit about that summer about a really gentle kind seminary professor that was there at DTS and a book that he had written called A Hungry Inherit ah. and so I remember him clearly talking about Zane Hodges he yeah really complimentary way uh, yeah. there. But he was an Old Testament guy. Later, I would have him, uh, actually, for the third semester of Hebrew. He was the one that also taught that class for me. Right. And that's where we covered the book of Ruth. And in that class, I really was captivated by, by the story of Ruth and the aspects of God's providence and the matters of chesed, you know, both on God's part and on the human side. Now, by the way, Philippe, you did major in Old Testament, yes. and you wrote your uh, master's thesis on Ruth, Yes, and you did pastor, and you are pastoring. So yes. when did you start pastoring? Going near to the time of graduation, began to consider what I will, what will I do next? And I was interested in, in a pastoral position of some kind of associate or or pastor, and so I ended up visiting with Robert Salstrom, who was a placement at the time. And Robert had a love for church planting. In fact, he had a big map in his office where he had done some geographical surveys, and and he had places where he was suggesting to those who were interested where they might consider going and starting churches. So I, as I was visiting with him, he brought me up to the map, and he took out a little pen. And she just put it on a little town called Capel, which was just about 25 miles to, to the north of DTS. And he says, take a drive out there. See what you think. So, so I did. And it was this, little this town of 9,500 at the time that was rapidly developing. And I really liked it. And, and so I talked to Brenda. And we says, hey, let's give it a try. Let's move out there, see what we could develop. So right after graduation, June of 85, Brenda and I moved to Coppell, rented an apartment there. So on the 
summer of 1985, we started a Bible study there in Capel. Met for three months. Over the course of that three months, that Bible study grew to involve about 30 or so people, uh, too. And with that number, we started the church that we called Capel Bible Church. So that, that was the beginning. That's neat. Yeah. And then later, the church moved to Louisville to become Vista Ridge Bible Fellowship, but Capel Bible Fellowship also remains, so you had a hand in two different churches. Yes, yes. And you've been there ever since. We've been there ever since. That's great. So keep grace in focus. Thank you guys for that great discussion. Are you interested in finding other free grace believers just like yourself in your area? Well, you can do that by going to our website, faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On our website, we have a church tracker. It's an easy-to-use map that will help you locate those other Free Grace churches that might be in your area. So come visit us at the website and take advantage of our free church tracker. It's at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. There are a lot of costs involved in staying on the air. That's why we so much appreciate our financial partners. If you'd like to learn how to become one, you can find out more by going to faithalone.org. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And on the next episode of Grace in Focus, we will begin our short series and discussions on the Old Testament book of Ruth. Please join us. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.